Hey listeners, quick question. Are you tired of overpaying for your mobile plan? I've got the answer. Ting Mobile. Ting Mobile is all about flexibility and savings. You only pay for what you use, no crazy fees or overages. It's perfect for those who want control over their phone bill without sacrificing quality. Say goodbye to bloated phone bills. Go to stigmasandopenwounds.com slash ting. Ting Mobile. Mobile that makes sense. Hey everyone, Tracy here. I just wanted to give you a quick language warning before we did start this next episode. There's a little bit of extra adult language in this episode. Even though we do have that box tick, technically I didn't have to give you this warning, but I didn't really want to get you turned off by this language because there's a lot of really great content in this episode. So please, if you could just push through the extra language when friends get together. Sometimes we forget about our language. So please, just pardon our language. And now, on with the show. Hey everyone, welcome to another Stigmas and Open Wounds. I'm Tracy. I'm Eric. And we are joined once again with our guest and with our guest, Jason. Hold on, we're going to try this I think she was trying to say guest and friend. Yeah, (laughs) our guest. But she was hesitant about that. Well, no, because I was going to let him introduce himself and then I realized... That well, this is off to a great start. start. <laughs> this is off to a great start. This is off to an awful start. Yeah. So, yeah, Jason, why don't you just... Yeah, say. I'll just jump into it if that's cool. So, yeah, we left off last time and we were just kind of talking a little bit how you... Well, we talked a lot about Yeah, a lot of things. Last time, yeah. You, you got diagnosed really, really early on yeah. with some stuff. Kind of ADHD, if that's what we want to call it, and then you had you had some really struggles with with your life, I guess we can say, uh, and then kind of had to readjust your thinking in life, and then wow, you we ended with you saying that hey, you went on anxiety medicine because you had some stuff with your son. Yeah, well, I didn't ever realize that there was a comorbidity between. ADHD, learning disabilities, and other mental health stuff. Right. Until I was much older and then realized that, oh, I think maybe my anxiety is, is making this a lot worse. Right. You know, um, I actually got some pretty, so little backstory, I'm a little late getting here today uh, for this <laughs> podcast, um, but it's it's great because like the stuff that I, that, that I, I had an appointment for my son today. Oh, um, great. And... Some of the stuff we talked about is perfect to talk about today, if you guys are interested in it. Yes, definitely, definitely. I know you said you had an appointment, and you're like, it's fresh in my brain, so this is great. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah especially if it's with your son, which yeah. is what we're going to be talking about today. So yeah. I do want to say, if anybody did not listen to last week's episode, you don't need to. However, it's a good thing if you do. Yeah, and I'll try to do small refreshers on what his issues are but right so yeah jack is 12 years old he's my son um and he he was lead poisoned as a child and stuff and um 
as as an infant actually and he's struggled he got an autism diagnosis and everything and he's been struggling with a lot of the same issues i have plus with the lead poisoning a lot of more more severe mental health issues Mm -hmm. so you know he's at that age right now where he's just going through puberty and he's he's on um you know i don't know if we talked about this or not before but but the He's on escitalopram, which is something I used to be on. And yes, we oh, did talk wow. about it. Oh, yeah. I so, actually just went off of that. Okay, so... I just tried it and decided it wasn't right for me. And yeah, yeah it's a fine drug. Yeah, it, it works. It just wasn't right for me. Yeah. So what it, the thing was is, like, I think last time during the last podcast, I was talking to you about a little bit about how it affects the sex drive and yep. ability really for, you know and for guys it, it, it keeps you from being able to ejaculate like it actually will I'm sure like you can sit there and whatever forever <laughs> and it's like when is this gonna happen and it doesn't yeah so, and I'm sure going through puberty well, that's a really hard thing so Jack has been talking about it for a while now I didn't make the connection at first he was talking about how because he this may seem weird but my son is very very open with me about everything but that's to the point really where it's I'm thing. very uncomfortable with it <laughs> but at the same time I'm also want him to, to be open with me you know right. so right I think I think growing up me and my mom were really close yeah. to the point where when me and Eric were dating uh people would say like well she's she's having sex with Eric she's just not telling you and she's like no I really believe that she's mm-hmm. not having sex with them and she will tell me or she just won't say anything yeah. when she's having sex with yeah. them and not many people have a really good relationship right. with their parent like that where they're very open and very you know but Jack and I I mean we have been like two peas in a pod since he was born I mean right. he's my baby in fact, I just bought him a, um, for Christmas, I bought him a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man costume. <laughs> I'll show you guys pictures of it. I got him on my phone. I've ordered it like two months early just because I want to see him wear it. And literally, like this morning, he put it on to come wake me up. And, and like, he like just climbs on top of me in bed with his Stay Puff Marshmallow Man costume on. And I'm like, oh, buddy. You know, like I just adore him, you know? Yeah. But so, you know, he's going through puberty and he's having all these feelings and thoughts and all this stuff. And, you know, he t- talks to me about them. But, you know, he he was saying, like, you know, like, it doesn't work for me. Like, masturbating right. doesn't work for me. My hand doesn't work for me. And I'm just like, okay, maybe he just hasn't gotten to that point yet where he can bust a nut or whatever, you know. Right. Not to be crude, but, you know, that's what, you know. And so, like, I was, like, kind of not really thinking about it much. And then when, one day he was like... Dad, can you get me like a sex toy or something? Like, they, do they? He's like, they they sell those for guys too, right? And I'm thinking, yeah, they got. <laughs> but I don't yeah. really want to be buying you one. I don't want to be buying you know, like, 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 can you just do like... things like the normal way, like, you know? And um, so then I I I kind of deflected it because I didn't I didn't really want to deal with it. So I was like, let's talk about this in therapy because he had his ther- his we had yeah. home therapy with him every Tuesdays oh, gosh, and Wednesdays. This is... So we got into the therapy and I brought it up to them and then he started saying things that made me like realize what was actually going on. He was like, you know, it feels like I just can't get there. You know, I can't get there. And I was like, doesn't even. Yeah. And so I was like, wait a second here. The kid is on two medications. He's on escitalopram. He's on Abilify. He's got, you know, so luckily within two days from our therapy session today, he had an appointment with his doctor at Catalpa, which is like 
basically, um, he we had to set this up because his his prior doctor left left Catalpa and went somewhere else. So mm-hmm. we had to wait almost two months to get a new doctor in oh, place. Bummer. And we've had concerns about his, his medication and stuff, but we've had to wait. Mm-hmm. But luckily, when she brought this up two days ago, it was only two days, and I could talk to her about it. And oh, so, yeah, so I found out that, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to take him down on the acetalopram and increase right. his Abilify because the Abilify, I guess, doesn't cause that as right. much. Yeah, um, and I know when I was on the acetalopram, it messed with my sex drive. Yeah. So, and, and when I was going through puberty, I... I wasn't on medication, so yeah. it didn't it didn't affect me. So you can imagine though, like being twelve years old and you're like right. I mean, Eric, you probably remember you. I don't know, you probably remember a little bit, but you didn't ever beat off hardly at all anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Either. Well he's told me stories. But he <laughs> But he like like when you're like twelve years old and you're just hitting that stage like you would literally have sex with a hole in the wall like you don't you'd, you know you'll stick right you literally are just like especially like it's different for guys and girls too yeah but it's especially like i know as a girl yes i had feelings but mm-hmm. then as a guy I, I i know that eric's told me stuff about yeah you know you're called to the front of the class and then you just got to try to talk it away oh because yeah you get the inconvenient boner yep <laughs> and it sucks for for a kid that has um, sensory issues too, because right. what happens is he wears he won't wear underwear, and oh, he, no. so and he wears basketball shorts. Oh no! Yeah. So I can I can imagine it's, the rubbing, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm excited. Yep. Great. And there's no way of hiding that, and no, and what with what he wears. So he's always scared about that. Or when he goes to the doctor, he's scared. He's like, what if I get a boner? And like, <laughs> right. buddy, we are all well, there. We always yeah. worried about <laughs> getting a boner and. Right. Yeah. Well, and especially if you're at the doctor, the doctor understands it's just a matter of going to school and mm-hmm. kids are cruel. Yeah. So, yeah. obviously adults, no big deal. I know mm-hmm. when I went to the doctor recently for my heart, she's like, well, do you have anything on under that dress? Because we're going to have to pull it up and do some sensors. And I'm like, I don't care. Just look at me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you get older and you don't really care. Yeah. But as a kid, mm-hmm. terrified. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, he... Well, he was very upset because he's sitting there. He's thinking something's wrong with him. Like, right. or like, and it's or not like, why? Yeah, and he's like, you know, I can't. You know, like, I have this urge. Like, I really need to some sort of a release, and right. his body won't allow him because of this medication. And I just felt horrible. He was mad at me at first, and I was like, right. buddy, it's not, like <laughs> we're do. I'm doing everything I can for your mental health. Right. We started right. you on this before you started having a lot of that those those yeah. thoughts and feelings. You know, and so, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, this is just the, the current thing I'm dealing with right now, but it's, um, thank goodness. I just can't even imagine though, that. being that age and having the, like, I remember the drive right. was so strong oh, and I not know. being able to, you not know, being able to finish, not being able to finish <laughs> ever. You really? know, I mean, yeah, it's like you get there, you get there and then it's like, wah, wah. yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, oh. something I think too, that's weird about that is you would think the medical industry would realize that this mm-hmm. could be an issue and wouldn't put a kid around that age, anywhere near that age well, on that medication. The issue is... Or that, if they're on it, yeah. know to, okay, they're getting to that age, we yeah. need to take them off of it. Yeah. Or ask questions or... But it's... I think it's just such a hard thing, though. It's it's just... It is so hard because you have the, the thing of, of well... 
most of these, or at least 50% of them, give you the sexual issues. And then I think you just have to do the check-ins. You were just lucky that you are so close to your kids, yeah. so he was at least able to say, hey, Dad, I'm having Yeah, because problems. if he wasn't... Because I don't know if I would have... Maybe no. I would have gone to my mom and be like, yeah. hey, guess what? The only thing is I, I wasn't comfortable doing right. anything like that. Right. And like, like the, the whole exploratory. Yeah. I didn't do that at that age. Yeah. So I didn't, I, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. And, and I think I can say, I can say for myself, and I think the same for you, had that been one of us in high school, I would have never told my no. parents, and I'm pretty sure no. you wouldn't have No, absolutely parents. not. I would have so, never gone to my dad. So, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. so it's, it's just all these different facets of yeah what what would happen and maybe eventually his doctor would have said hey are you having these issues yeah but yeah i think there's a lot of these issues that are out there that maybe do need to be addressed and maybe not take them off once it gets to that age but maybe start asking these questions of are you having any of these issues right and make sure that they are answering them right. and not just shying away yeah. because you are going to have these kids who aren't going to want to well, talk about this. You know? yeah, I mean, it's embarrassing, you know. I mean, he was fine. In fact, today, you know. I mean, he's your kid, so he's going to yeah. be able to answer it. Well, you know, like today he, he was in this appointment with me. It was a virtual appointment, so we were doing it like Skype on the phone or whatever. And, um, you know, we were sitting there and I immediately just jumped right in with this doctor telling them all of Jack's history and all this stuff. Right. And Jack's just like, like freaking out. Like, like, do, what are you what? doing? Like, I don't even know this person and you're just telling him everything about me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, we had to tell him like several times, like Jack, this is what she's here this for. I what... need to tell her this, these yeah. things. Yeah. But you don't need to just like tell her everything right away. And I need to get like, get to know her first. And I'm like, yeah. Jack, it's, we're this not going to go to the park to and hang out. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is what she's here for. <laughs> exactly. You know, this, we're not, we're, but you know, he wanted to do some small talk with her. So I, I just kind of backed away and then she started asking him questions about like, what, what does he like to do? You know, yeah. things like that, just to kind of make him more comfortable. And then we jump back into it. Oh, that's, um, that's good that she did that because sometimes they, they need to do things their own way too, because if that's what made him comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Well, and it was, and that's the thing is like, I wasn't thinking at the time, like, oh, this is, you know, he's going to care because he told me he's just fine. Right. He does. Right. But, but I didn't he's realize. he's comfortable with you. You're his dad yeah. and you guys talk all the time. Yeah. So, so I didn't yeah, realize bringing someone else into it was going to make, make him really. like, yeah. And maybe now that he's a little bit more comfortable with her, if he meets yeah. with her a couple of times now, he'll be like, hey, guess what? I'm. <laughs> You yeah. know, I'm I'm doing just fine down yeah. there, right. <laughs> or whatever. Right. But well, and I would say that that's probably going to happen mm-hmm. because when you describe Jack, yeah, yeah. Jack He's sounds like exactly like, like you. Yes. There was numerous times growing up where Jason <laughs> gave me way more information oh, yeah. about yes. what was going on in his life than I needed. Still does. So. I still, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah. that's okay. I, well, I mean, it, it depends, but. But no, I like that Jason is open because I think too, so many people are just way too closed off in many ways. Because it's just like, but most of the time, I, I, t- I overtell things just, just yeah, to, sometimes just to fucking gross them out. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's I it. Yeah, sometimes that's you know, that's just fun. It's just like let's oh, yeah. see how far we can go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, exactly. So when when did you start noticing a change with Jack? Like, so I know 
we spoke last week that you said it, it happened when he was like an infant, I believe. Or yeah, really, he was really about young. a year old when he got lead poisoned, yeah. So when did you start noticing a change? Because I know that you you saw like right away that he was We saw it, um, I think, while he was being poisoned. Like, okay, so when like, he started, there's certain, you know, benchmarks, there's certain, um, you know, like when, when it, like even in the the uh, appointment we had today, they ask you know when you know start when they start crawling, when they start walking, uh-huh. when they start speaking, things like that, and those are really good indicators of where a child is at developmentally. You know, right. like if a kid is three, four, four years old and has is, you know isn't talking, then they know okay something's going on here, right? Because you know there's late talkers and stuff, but there's definitely not like. You know, like they should be have a certain amount of vocabulary at a certain age. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like it. You know, we knew because he was doing strange things. Like, um, you know, he would he would when he started crawling, he would do this thing where um, you know listeners aren't going to be able to see this, but I'll try to paint a picture of it. He would sit like kind of like a cat chasing their tail, okay. like around in circles kind of crawling around in circles right. and his eye would be in the direction of where he was crawling oh. it was just like almost like a robot that's malfunctioning you know where it's just Weird. like yeah it was really strange just, things just abnormal yeah to, to most people yeah like overstimulated like he like there's other things he did like he would just you know if you give him a car you give him like a bunch of toy cars and stuff mm-hmm. all instead of playing with them appropriately He'd like flip them over and then he would just take and spin the wheels and stare at the wheels, spin the wheel and stare at it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So like things like that or um, eating, like I think I said the last time about how he, he used to choke all the time, like because of mm-hmm. like he didn't chew enough, like he didn't realize that there was right. things in his there mouth. Was... And so like we were constantly like, I don't know how many times Beth had to like literally shove her hand down his throat oh, and grab God. stuff out. I remember one time in particular, we were at the Tundra Lodge, and we were eating mm-hmm. pizza, and he started choking, and she had damn near all the way up to her elbow down. Really? Oh, my yeah. gosh. You know, I mean, we're on vaca- we're on this little vacation trying to have fun, and yeah. literally and my kid almost dies. That's much fun. And we're just, like, both just traumatized, you know? So it was, yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of things that, that come up, you know, with with this stuff that uh, you, you just got to deal with, and... Um, so suddenly you have this kid that you're you're expecting you know you have this son that you're thinking oh great I've got a son finally and and then you're kind of reframing yourself you're going okay so my kid is not this kid that I was expecting yeah when like how did you start reframing your brain to thinking I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be raising this different kid now yeah essentially like i'm gonna be raising this special needs kid well you know for me it was it it you know i think one thing that i i thought of a lot at the time that i found out that he had autism or that he had, was lead poisoned i should say because i think that's the proper diagnosis for him they right the, the i think he's kind of it sounds like he's got kind of a culmination of, well the things that 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 the the symptoms of the things you see with kids with autism are the same symptoms as someone who was lead poisoned. A lot of them. Okay. Um, the only, there's some differences like with, um, you know, with, with lead poisoning, um, I think it's over 60% or something like that of kids that grow up that were lead poisoned as chi- children 
grow up and become criminals. Wow. Yeah, like or or like violent criminals and things like that because it does something in their brain that just makes them more impulsive, you know. And okay. that's something that he it, he deals with a lot. He's very yeah. very impulsive. Um, you know, he will he has no filter. He gets upset and it's I'm going to blow the school up, you know, or I'm going to do this, you know, and um but I think for me my biggest the thought that first came through my mind was you know there's two children two right. I, I i have two two there's two jacks yeah there's the jack that i'll never know definitely that had he not been lead poison you know would he be playing football would he be you know have right. interests other than bugs and and you know like what right. what would that kid have been like mm-hmm. and then there's the kid that i have which i love the child that right. i have obviously but that's really that like when I start thinking about those things, yeah, it, like that's what just takes me, you know, yeah, because yeah, you just have to kind of it's try not, to not it's different. It, you know, well, it's different than when you know, like when a kid is born with something, you know, like right, you're just like okay, well, this is just the way it is. But yeah. when something happens, yeah, you're just like, well, that's a bummer. Yeah. Like especially when it's something that it was your landlord, yeah, and you're like crap you guys suck for what you did and yeah. and, and they got away with like, it for a and, long time and, yeah long and, time and and jack is the coolest and and who knows maybe jack went to bend this cool if something didn't happen that's very it's possible and, and yeah. that's that's one way to really look at yeah. it because maybe this just slowed jack down well, and maybe he would have been a dick if, yeah well, <laughs> you never know right right and, yeah you don't know you know and, and that's the thing is like you know over time as he's gotten older and you know we've developed this relationship that we're just so close and you know i i think where i'm a little more like negative thinking about it only because it's something i dealt with for my entire life and i know how much it's affected my self-esteem yeah and i know that there's not a like solution to it it's something he's going to go through and he's going to have you know it's going to affect him because it's you know like there's so much, you know, stigma around, you know, like, and like I said, we right. talked about this before about how everybody says they have ADD. Everybody right. has ADD. Yep. Okay. But not everybody is going to have like, you know, be four grades behind in math. Right. You know, not everybody not is going to be unable to, you know, learn new things and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so yeah. he's going to get treated like crap. There's going to be times in his life right. that are, he's going to be treated like, you know, you know, I just showed you this five minutes ago. Are you fucking stupid or what? Yeah. You know, so people are going to say stuff like that to him. And each time someone says something like that to it's, you, it, it hurts. It, it really does because you don't, you have no control over it. You know, yeah, and you like, can be trying, but it, it, you know. Like not everybody's going to slow down and take the time to right. actually say like, can you explain what you're going yeah. through? and can I learn the kind of person that you are? Because I want to know what you go through. Because, yeah, it does hurt. And that that's part of the reason why I decided, you know what, I don't want to have kids because what if I give this to them? Because then they're going to have to go yeah. through it. And, yeah, I've learned a lot with it. Right. However, getting to that point. it hurts and yeah. getting to that point. And, yeah. And, hey, the fact that Jack went through this maybe is what made you slow down and made you grow, etc. Yeah. And maybe that was just something that was going to happen. Yeah. You can look through it for yeah. so many ways. Yeah. 
but yeah, it's 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 one of those things where it's like, yeah, some days you get angry, but then there's other days where you can look at it and say, this is the Jack that I get, and yeah. man, he's awesome. Yeah, and he is, and that's so, the thing is, and and the other part of it too is I didn't have a dad that was providing direction. Right. You know, like like my dad was always like he taught me a lot of morals. You know, like he gave me yeah. my moral compass. I mean, you know, him now, my dad now versus who he was when he was raising me. My, I mean, my dad was not the best dad, but also he did instill in me like right and wrong. Right. You know, so I have to give that to my dad that he definitely. That he de- definitely did that for me. But, you know, when it came to like, you know, me becoming an adult, we talked about it on the last podcast. I was yep. I was I was just kicked out, you know, yep. here's your luggage for your graduation present. Get out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like whereas with Jack, you know. Remember, like we, so we. This is something else we talked about on the last podcast, but I'll say it again: is limitations, knowing your limitations. Yeah, which this was idea, one of the greatest things that yeah, you said. That's one of the that one of these things that it took me years and years and years to learn. And when I realized it, it was like, whoa! Like this idea, you can do anything if you put your mind to it. No, you no. you can't. Yep. Like you can. I mean, don't use it as an excuse to not try it, things. Exactly. Because there's another quote that I really like: is anything worth doing is worth doing badly like if it's worth yeah. doing at all like then do it badly you'll get better at it yeah, yeah. you know like and yes yeah, like sometimes you you're not gonna you're never gonna be perfect at something the first time you try it yeah but you also have to be realistic about what you're capable of and not be biting off more than you can chew right. um you know so i think with jack versus me when i was growing up and what my dad did with me i can look at okay here's his strengths you know, and when he turns 18, I can be like, all right, Jack, I think, you know, you're capable of doing this. And he knows, you know, he'll know what he's capable of maybe. And right. we we can do a powwow and figure it out and say, all right, you know, go to the technical school, get a degree in this, you know, and, you know. Exactly. See, because the thing is that with ADD and with anxiety and all this stuff, people tend to job hop a lot because of the fact that they right. they don't know what they're capable of and they find out by failing over and over again exactly. until they find something and that's why you know why yeah. I was a freaking security guard for half my life because well, heck, of, even even just a, a neurotypical person just job hops and has to figure mm-hmm. it out for a while because sometimes sometimes even if you get a degree which more and more I'm thinking is not the way to go yeah is you, you think you know what you want to do, and then you're like, wow, that was a big mistake, and then yeah. you need to job hop. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, job hop, sometimes you just need to figure shit out, and it's just like, look, yeah. just kicking somebody out is not necessarily the way, because then they're floundering. Yeah. And, well, but, I know where you're going with it, and it's, you know, there's there's a middle ground, because you don't want to have a child yeah. that you're just coddling forever, and they're sitting in the basement playing exactly. video games instead of getting out and getting and a job, and you know? And that's the thing. Like, but, I think you need to look at, at each thing separately, you yeah. know? Okay, it's like, so if you've got a kid who's just, you're like, hey... I want you to go get a job, and then they're sitting at home and they're just e- eating Easy Mac. And you're like, Sweet, because <laughs> they don't want to spend the time on the boxed right. Mac. Well, of, yeah. of course, right. <laughs> well, right. you gotta get out of a pot. You gotta I mean, there's butter involved in that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Um, I'm curious, Jason. So you talked about how you know you. Jack is suffering from a lot of the things you suffered through through high school. Are there right. things that you're doing to try yeah. and get Jack ready? To deal with yeah. high school and 
things? Have you have you sat down and thought about like, okay, what? I remember what it was like for me. I assume for Jack, it's going to be even worse because I'm thinking his conditions are more severe than what you had. Thankfully, um, as a society, bullying has been a lot more focused on in schools. Um, as far as like, you know, when we were kids, you could get beat up. Mm-hmm. You know, you could you yeah. could be on your way home from school and get beat up. It's kind of funny though. I was actually I'm kind of destroying my own point from yet last night because we were watching uh, we watched the Black Phone and his new horror movie, and th- it takes place in 1979. Yeah, and these kids are you know like just getting their asses beat all the time. I'm like, why the fuck is every 70s and 80s where, where they depict kids? They just beating each other bloody all the time. Yeah. Like it happens, but it didn't happen. Like right. you know, every day you go home from school, you're gonna you're gonna get your teeth knocked out. You know, but that's the way. Like we looking back, that's you know how the '80s, you know how Hollywood looks at what, what right. this was. What the '80s was like. You know, kids walking to school could just get their asses handed to them at any point. You know. It's like I never got my ass kicked, you know. Yeah, I really like, would see any of that. No, and I mean, I was I was born in 1980, so a little. This was like one year before I was born that this took place. But you know, getting back to my point, I'm gonna go off a tangent here. But nowadays, schools really, especially with all the online stuff, like we grew up without the internet, you know. And now with the internet, schools are really focusing a lot on bullying because there's so yeah. many suicides over it, and yeah. people are and. Um, I'm not going to say that it's gotten better because I think there's been more avenues for people to bully with TikTok and with all these, you know, Facebook and all this stuff. There's, it's easier for people to, um, and I've, and I've seen it like with, um, one of Autumn's friends and I had a a talk with her friend's mother because Autumn came to me with like, a um, screenshots of, of this conversation between her friend Mason and these other kids. And they were just like, I mean, they went low. Like they were. So, this uh, friend of hers has a um, a father who's a pilot. Mm-hmm. They make good money. They got a nice house, and but he's gone a lot. You know, he's yeah. gone a lot, and he misses his dad, which right. you know any kid would. And but so he's sad a lot because you know Christmas will come and his dad's gone and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. Well, these kids know about his home situation. And they were like, called him a fatherless fuck. And, oh, you know, and I just like, I was like, this is like, I was like shaking. I was so pissed off. I wanted to find this, these kids and just beat the hell out of myself. So I texted his mom and I said, hey, can you give me a call when you get a chance, you know? And I talked to her and I told her and she's like, believe me, I will be finding out who's going to. And I never, <laughs> I never found out what happened with it. I'm hoping she did get hold of one of the kids, but because it's, that's just horrible you know right and there's only so much you can do to shield a kid from that and there's only so much like you know totally the thing the problem is is that you know as a parent you know you want your kid to be tough but at the same time you don't want to be like throw them to the wolves either you know like right and and so i don't know how like i'm still kind of figuring that out figuring like how to deal with the, the bullies and shit because He's at the age right now where I mean he had a kid he did get his ass beat last year like he came home with a uh, like a black eye because but it was his own damn fault that's the thing. like so there was this kid okay so we live in Hortonville it's Trump country out there oh yeah and I mean every kid is as their parents are Trump supporters and so they're like they're very into the whole symbol worship the flag oh, stuff yeah. 
Well, like he saw this flag on, on his, this guy's locker and took the flag off and stomped on it in front of him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and the kid just like, screw you, buddy, and just punched him right in the face a couple times. And, um, you know, it's like, you know, like those are things like like learning experiences that like I was, right. you know, I told the teachers and stuff. I was like, well, that's what he gets for, you know, doing what he it, did. Exactly. Not saying it's good to punch people in the face, but at the same right. time, Blood you got to realize, I'd rather him get punched in the face and shot, you know? Like, what if he says that something to the wrong person who's got a gun later on in life? Right. or Because he could have done that in or somebody's is, yard, and then yeah. it would have been worse. You know, when he gets older, you know, he, he needs to learn, you know, those things. So, I think I'm, I am I, I think things are going to be rough when he, when he gets to high school. But I also think, I think that he will probably find a niche somewhere. With, yeah. Like, right now, he has no friends. You know, and, if... Maybe if he joins, say, a club that he really likes, that yeah. could be a really huge help. Yeah. Because my my big thing that helped me in in high school was swimming. If mm-hmm. I if I didn't have swimming, I think I would have hated high school so much. I yeah. didn't like high school necessarily, but swimming is was like my savior. Yeah. Because I had the swimming the few swimming friends that mm-hmm. I had. Otherwise, I, I mean. It, so if you can have a few friends and then tell them, just tell them a few tips about like, say, say, don't say like as little as possible, but also don't smart off. Right. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. You don't smart off because I mean, especially in high school, ouch. Yeah. Well, and, and he, you know, that's the thing is he, he's your son. The problem no, is, is like, I don't know if you remember, but people will remember things for years yeah. when you're in school. Like if you're going to the same I still school, remember things from high school, and I, it, yeah. yeah, like he's done he's done some pretty embarrassing things in school over the past few years, where he's kind of done it to himself, isolated himself by making himself look like a weirdo to other people, you know. Right. And I, you know, I tell him like, Jack, if you want to be friends with people, you gotta stop putting on these like like he choking himself in class and stuff. Ooh, well, yeah, who's gonna want to be friends with the kid who's choking right. himself out? Like. You know, and he, so he swears this year is going to be different, that he's going into it with, like, he's got the social skills down, like, he's going to, so he's really actually excited it, to go back to school this year, which is right. awesome. And it, and it's hard, because if, if you're, if you're having issues with social skills, mm-hmm. but I guess it's something, too, that he has to kind of try to figure out. And the main thing, too, is just be like, you know what, high school is still, is just a blip on the radar. Yeah. So, because well, even though I still remember bits and pieces, those four from years high school, seem like a long time. time. They really do. They do, and that's the thing because I still remember a lot from yeah. high school, but it still doesn't matter. Yeah, even yeah. though it still scarred. I there's think bits and pieces that still scarred me. What scares me with him is that I feel like he's developmentally like he's twelve, but he's developmentally I would say more like eight or nine, yeah. and that's where and like I, when you get I to get be you. like. 15, 16, 17, 18. That's going to really show through. That's going to be yeah. hard for, for him. him. Like, he's going to have friends that are younger than him. And right. And that's where the other thing, too, like, what happens when he's 18 and he's hanging right. out with people that are 15? Or, you know, like, there's all these things that, that go through my head with that. But I think with him, it's it's just scary, you know. Like, we, like you know, but that's well, why, like, I mean... 
If he was 12, if he was like a true 12-year-old, right. mentally, I wouldn't buy him a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man costume. Totally, totally. You know, but he is so adorable in every way, <laughs> you know, and he's like, he's just going through puberty and stuff, so he's not quite, he still says a lot of the really super cute things that naive kids do, and so like, you know, he's still my baby right now. You know, and, and I'm sure that he'll find, he might be able to find the one friend even if there's only the one friend, he might find the one friend who's yeah. his ally. Because I had I had the one good friend, and then a couple friends that mm-hmm. were speckled about. And sometimes that's all you need is well, the one. Yeah, and I don't. I I think a lot of it has to do with that we're in Horkville. You know, yeah. I think you know when you have that's we, a hard when with kids like Jack, you got to have a lot of diversity yep. wherever you live. Like because and that's that's there's going to be other kids like him. Not, so you know, there's like. You know, it's like uh, when I was in seventh grade and I went to live with my mom. Like my whole classroom, I didn't get, I didn't have anything in common with any of these kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, you know, what the hell? But then when you know, I came back. I was in Kona and I, I made a ton of friends in Kona and Appleton right. and everything. He just needs to find his niche. And the bigger of the school district and everything else right. that we go to, the more likely he is to find that. And also, once he gets to high school, I think that's when you really start to become an individual. That's exactly. when you start to have. That's where you that, really start seeing the niches. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody's kind of just like there's little cliques of friends, but everybody's kind of the same. Yeah, in a yeah. way. But that's when people really start having their own personality. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and it's like for Eric and I, like we liked same music, mm-hmm. so we started hanging out. You know, right. I don't even remember how we started hanging out at this point, but Michelle knew probably. probably. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, she was the glue for a long time. I want to swing back. Like, I've been trying to compliment you on this for like the last 10 minutes, but I haven't <laughs> been able to get it Sorry, in. man. Um, I just want to go back to the story you were talking about with the Autumn. Yeah. The fact, I think, I'm now, I don't know anything. I'm not a parent, if in case anybody on this podcast hasn't figured that out. But So I have no qualifications. Yeah, you do. To you say, have two cats, man. Yeah. Okay. But, <laughs> yes, but the fact that Autumn... Mm-hmm saw this messaging and it was about her friend mm-hmm. it wasn't yes. even targeted in the fact that she brought it to yes, you yes good on that just, her that good on her but good, good on, on you too. because that's yes. like again yeah. I go back to my I like my parents I, I have no beefs with my parents I would have never showed my parents anything like that yeah. if I had something like that had been there mm-hmm. that's like awesome that she brought that to you and, and said hey you know what's happening it's yeah. great and I, I you know like we do we do have a really good relationship and it wasn't always the case like i'm it's really hard for me to force a connection or to force like you know well, with, it's a little bit harder with girls that's what i'm saying and, like i it didn't it doesn't come naturally it didn't at first because you know like jack is jack you know and he's yeah. like my little clone whatever whereas autumn you know she's into the girly stuff and she actually struggled with her language like ex- explaining yeah. herself for a really long time so it was ask. hard it was like it was like a huge like frustrating thing to just have a conversation with her mm-hmm. because she'd say things and you'd be like autumn that doesn't make any sense like think about what you're saying the words that are coming out of your mouth and how i'm supposed mm-hmm. to interpret them and you know but it it but it's gotten better as she's gotten older and now we're at a point where like we will sit and have really long night like awesome conversations about all sorts of things um but it is, it's funny that you say that because literally yesterday I get a message. So I'll give you a little backstory. Autumn and that friend 
that she has that was getting picked on. Mm-hmm. They were sort of dating, you know, but it was like the dating that doesn't mean it. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, like, she's mad at him because he won't even hold her hand. <laughs> you know? <laughs> she's like, I don't want to, you know, he's such a little pussy, he won't hold my hand. You know, like, you a little bitch, you know? And, like, she talks like that, by the way. Yeah, that's not me, that's her. Yeah, like, oh, I don't think like she said, I don't think she called him a pussy, but she calls him a, she, in fact, this is what happened, is, like, they got on the phone, they were talking about something, and with everything that's going on the, with politics and stuff, the kids hear me talking about Roe versus Wade and things like that. In oh, fact, yeah. I went out and bought some of that Plan B on nice. Amazon and just put it in a drawer because the shelf life is four years. So oh, if for God. some reason something happens, I you know, yeah. and if she's cool with coming to me for everything else, yeah. I'm hoping she'll that's come to awesome. me if something like that happens. But um, so what happened was she was talking about I don't know how it went anymore. I can't remember. But basically, they got into it about Trump over the phone. <laughs> and, you know, Autumn's like, Trump's a piece of shit, you know. And, and you know, she he wants to take away people's rights and all this other stuff. And, you know, like, he flipped out because his parents are Trump supporters, I guess, or something. And so he was like, lose my number. Don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> So, like, I get this phone call from Beth because she's at, she's at her mom's right now. So, I get this phone call and she's like, yeah, like, Mason and him or are, are, her are just, like, going through this thing or whatever. What, you know, what do we do? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, first of all, Autumn, do you still have her, his phone number? Yeah. I'm like, he told you to get rid of it, didn't he? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like guess what? I know damn well you're going to start messaging him and, and, and it, you're going to make this worse. He needs to be like, he needs to sit and stew in this for a while. Realize what he said when he said, lose my number. You know, I said, delete his number. (laughs) I said, he asked you to do it, delete it, because you won't have any uh, temptation whatsoever to message him. And then you can sit back and you can wait. And I guarantee you, he's going to be messaging you, sorry, within a a day. Guess what? Within 24 hours. He's like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> he's like messaging, I'm sorry. Well, then, then I, so then I'm on his side because she, instead of like being like, it's okay, you know, we'll move on from this, whatever. She is like weaponized his apology and is, yes. is like, I don't know if I want to be your friend and blah, blah, blah. You know, and like, and so, you know, then she, he messages me the other day, yesterday, and he's like, hey, is, he just starts asking me questions about Autumn. He just feels oh comfortable God. asking me all these questions. And, and that goes right back I to think, what we were just talking about. The fact that some guy she might be dating or hangs out with is comfortable old, enough yes. to message you. Right. That's great. Well, this that's... is what he said. He's like, he messages me out of the blue. He goes, hey, Jason, listen, I'm so sorry about what I said. Can you please forgive me? <laughs> that yeah. is so so I sent back to him. I said, no worries, Mason. From what Autumn told me, the both of you said hurtful things to each other because she called him a bitch after he called her. <laughs> I think he she might have called him a bitch first. But I was like... She's so my kind of girl. Yeah. So I was like, both of you guys said hurtful things, you know, and I said, you know, you shouldn't... You guys shouldn't be talking about politics and she shouldn't be trying to push her views on you in the first place. And I said, you guys are both way too young to be worrying about those kinds of issues and way too Great. complex for your ages. And I said, you know, uh, the things you know about politics come from your parents. And what Autumn knows comes from me. She shouldn't be parroting things she hears from me like it's the absolute truth and until she's old enough to know what she's talking about. And I also, you know, I, I actually said, you know, I'm, 
I'm proud of you because you realized you had said something hurtful yeah. and you apologized for it. I said, there's adults that can't do that. Yeah, you my know, God, yeah. There's mo- a lot of adults will not say, hey, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. And the fact that he came to you, too, and that that means so much, the fact that, one, you have such a good relationship with both of your kids, and then the fact that, like, that guy, like, her mm-hmm. semi-boyfriend or whatever you want to call him, yeah. could come to you, that means that hopefully enough of her boyfriends and maybe Jack's girlfriends or mm-hmm. whatever, who knows, boy, we don't really know yet what Jack's into. Yeah, we don't. I mean, we're, hey, we don't. He's, if, yeah. we're, uh, we're an open household here. Yeah. So, but whoever any of your kids are into, hopefully will continue to be coming to you. Yeah. And your kids will be con- continuing to come to you. And I think that's a really great thing. Well, and I, just, I like that. You know, and I, the thing is, is like, I, I'm not one of those parents that's going to be like, oh, my angel baby would never, my, right. you know, I like mean, she's, she's like, being mean to him at this point. And, right. And, People make mistakes. And I've been in the situation where I was like, so into somebody and so desperate right. to like, that I'm like, trying to talk to their parent about it you know like as an adult like yeah. i did that to aaron's mom i was like hey you know just so you know if aaron tells you this it's wrong and like yeah. this is a situation and you should talk to her and tell her she's wrong you know and it's like that's not how it works like a parent is not going to do that like me you know i just felt bad for the dude because i've been in a situation totally and i was like dude you know and he wa- he just kept texting and texting he wanted and i think your and- answer I, to be honest, I think that was perfect. a great one. Like, you know yeah. what? This is this is kind of above your guys' head anyway. So. Yeah. But just um, just real quick though, I did want to touch on. You did say that that autumn was like on the autistic scale. Yeah. How how high are you? Like, She's very she, high functioning. Is she high most of her stuff at this point is learning, learning, and uh, her language. She still struggles, like. Um, like she'll add an S onto something that's already plural when she talks, like pe- peoples or you know, like just that's like it's fair. sometimes difficult Man, to understand. I know understand people what she's who saying. do that, and I yeah. don't think they're autistic as far as. Well, I you'd know notice anyway. it with her if you talked to, to her enough. You'd be like, that doesn't make sense, or you know, but it's yeah. but it's not enough where you can't have a conversation with her. Yeah. You know, and as she gets older, she's gonna get better and stuff. Like right. most of her issues at this point are just like. It, it, she's it's really hard for her to learn things especially math math she really struggles with but that's yeah <laughs> man do i'm an artist expect, i can't do math do you expect will jack eventually kind of cross a pivotal where it's his issues aren't really going to affect him um or no i i i think with the um you know his learning stuff like he's actually pretty smart like he actually um during the pandemic we did the at home learning stuff mm-hmm. and um Aaron was teaching them, and when most kids during the pandemic fell behind, Jack mm-hmm. got, got ahead. way ahead. Yeah, like he was actually at or above his peers during that time because he, when he was working one on one, and there was somebody nice. that could like yeah. that could respond to him when he's having like because with Jack he has no like as soon as he doesn't understand something he starts getting worked up, and yeah, then, me too. and then he can't focus on anything, and so like. You know, she would just let him take a little break and then come back to it. I mean, it was a struggle. Like, Aaron hated her life when she was doing it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. But yeah. he got r- far ahead. Like, he was doing stuff, like, a, at his grade or above. As soon as he went back to school, right, right back down. down. Right. 
Well, so it's, I it's think like a whole classroom setting instead of like yeah. one-on-one. So I think, I, I don't think like just based on that, like, you know, seeing what he was able to do when he had people attending to him enough, I don't think it's, I think most of his issues are going to be later on in life with his mental health. I think the experiences he has, you know, in high school and things like that could contribute to that, you know, because right now he's had it pretty easy. He hasn't gotten picked on that much. And he's a very, very, very sensitive kid. So I think when he gets to be older, gets older, goes through puberty, and he's when a girl breaks his heart or cheats on him, oh, yeah. those are things that are really going to affect him, I think. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, with mental health stuff, it doesn't just go away. You don't grow out of no. it. If you have no. depression, you can manage it. You can you can manage it. And sometimes you, if it's a temporary, something yeah. off, you can get over it. Yeah. But, I mean, everybody gets yeah. depressed when someone they love dies or they lose their job yeah. or something Yeah, sometimes like that, you but, need a temporary boost. Yeah. But, yeah, in terms of certain, a <laughs> lot of mental health things, it's like, yeah. well, I'm here and I'm saying, mm-hmm. yay. And that's really fun. It's nice when you figure out what it is and at least you know how to deal with it. Yeah. But then when you know it's stuck with you, it's really exciting <laughs> and not the good exciting right no, I was gonna say, not really the good a, kind not, it's, it's an unfortunate exciting it's yeah so I think he's I, I think as time goes on like I think he's gonna it, you know if any any mental illness like manifests itself differently depending on your development where you are right you know a child with attention deficit is different than an adult with attention yes. deficit child with bipolar is gonna that's gonna you know it's yeah. going to be different when they're an adult, you know. Yeah. So I, you know, it, it's just like when when we did this that first podcast when I was talking about how, you know, every day is like a new thing that we're learning about him. It's never over, you know. Like you yeah. don't just, you know, it's not like when he was in kindergarten, someone sat me down and said, "Okay, well, when he's eight years, or, you know, in eight years, this oh, is yeah. how he's going to be." You won't know until it happens. Well, yeah, because I mean, he he was so young when he got mm-hmm. it. His brain was. His brain is still developing. Yeah. I mean, and you don't you don't really know. I mean, and heck, I'm still learning so much about myself. And I'm sure you're still learning certain things about you. And so I think anybody who has something like, like any of this, we're all still trying to figure stuff out day to day. And it's like, what kind of day is today going to be? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's... it's yeah. a, weird battle that we all deal with and the more people that we can get on our side the better I guess yeah and you don't know a lot of times it's it's interesting because like with my anxiety didn't even know how bad it was until I didn't have to deal with as much of it yeah and you're like wow yeah this is what normal people feel mm-hmm. like yeah it, yeah. Well, yeah it's it's so weird well well and the, the funny thing is you you were talking about how you had it earlier today <laughs> I'll, I'll kind of say something funny that I had I, I sent to Eric a text earlier today because I realized that I didn't have a migraine and I was actually just happy like yeah like, you know nothing dragged me and I was like oh my gosh I don't really know what to do with this should I just run down the street naked because <laughs> I was just like I don't really know what to do with this feeling like I don't really have anything mm-hmm. dragging me down for the moment it's right. weird yeah and I don't have that usually I usually yeah. have at least like a migraine or did anxiety. you take your meds I did oh I did okay. but I think it was just because like it was supposed to rain today and it must have just kind of moved out of the system the reason I asked if you took your meds is because, like, I notice if I don't take mine, 
like I either get super like angry yeah, I get or I can be like really happy I know, or because I those meds just like level you out where you can't experience either extreme yeah I had that one day where I was super off and I was like the one day I was like I was really uh I think I was super either depressed or bitchy I can't remember which one and then I was like Oh, this is why my I didn't take my morning meds. And yep. I, I didn't figure it out until that night. Yeah, but it's I've had weird, it where though. I've been where I was like really euphoric and happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I realized it was because I didn't take my meds. So yeah, yeah. It, it can be where you're where you're one or the other, and then you realize you didn't take your meds, and I was like, oh, well, maybe I should not take them more often. No, that's not a good. No, idea. it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. Uh-uh. Sometimes it just works out in your favor once. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Just the one time, yeah, but yeah. then it doesn't work the that's other. It's like time. playing Russian roulette. <laughs> it that's exactly yeah. what it is. One time it works, the next time, nope. Well, that's the thing with the the sexual stuff with the yeah. is, is too is because people will take holiday drug holidays. They call them. Oh where yeah. They, where they'll stop like, and I tried to do that. Where I was yep. like, okay, because I I. I something changed in my routine. I started drinking coffee in the morning instead of energy drinks or something. Something stupid that you wouldn't think had an effect on me being right. remembering to take my meds, but I'm ADD. So it just threw me off. I, did, I, I forgot to take my meds for like three days in a row. And I was freaking worried as shit. I was like, <laughs> and so like, I was like, after that, I, I took my meds after, you know, got with a girlfriend yeah. and, like, and then I was like well that's cool like I know it's not just me you know it's the meds yeah. for sure and I was like well maybe I can just not take it for a couple of days and the I mean the doctors will tell you it's okay to do that once in a while right but also then, you're running a risk doing it completely I mean completely. you so I, I tried to do that and I ended up literally just Facebook <laughs> Yeah, a fight, Facebook fighting for like twenty four hours a day, three days in a row, yep. just like you piece of shit. Like, like you know, I just like there's like this group of Republicans yeah. and and oh, liberals yeah. that go at each other, and I'm just like tearing these people apart. I'm just like you, you know, I'm like you fucking idiot, you know. And um, yeah, so like then I was like, you know, I think I better take my meds. Yeah, and I did, and then I was like, next day I was fine. Yeah. But it's, you, you start cycling, you start getting in the, yeah. you know, and it's, you know, I mean, if it works for some people, great, but you know, like, yeah, I, I think you're running a risk, risk each it. time you do that. Like that, like we, we were saying about like the, um, like it's like Russian roulette. Yep. There's a chance that like when I did that, like I, if I would have maybe been a little more careful about my focus during that time that I could have maybe got my sex drive back, had the fun and then yeah. gone back to it. But unfortunately, whatever's going on around you when you stop taking your medicine yep. is going to be what you're, you're it's going to do. with. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so you start just cycling on those feelings and, you know. Right. So this is the secret. When you do this, go off your medication and do nothing but watch porn for two days. <laughs> you know, that might have, that, honestly, that might have helped. You know, like if I, or, but I think the kids would have been upset. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like. But yeah. No, but I'm thinking the better idea is if <laughs> if you're having problems, 
maybe talk to your doctor and they can probably do a better job with that. Yeah. But it's a normal thing people do. It, it just is, depends on your situation. I know, I know like I was, I was pl- kind of playing around with the acetalopram cause I mm-hmm. wasn't, I wasn't happy with it. So I was like, I'm going to try going off it for this night and this night. And then I was like, I don't like it. So then I, so, I don't think but, I had, I don't know if I had as much of a rebound from this escitalopram as I do this one now, but the one I'm on now, man, when I don't take it, like, e- there's been times where I didn't take it, and then Aaron's like, did you not take your medicine? Because I'm just like, I just, like, snap. Like, not like I'm not violent or anything, but, right, like, the but kids will did. be doing something, and be like, God fucking damn it! <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like I, like, I start swearing at them where I wouldn't normally, you know, and stuff oh, like yeah. that, and then the kids are like, what? the hell's wrong with you dad you know and i'm just like oh sorry you know i i always have to that's so crazy i tend to have to look and and go oh wait when am i on pms okay that's not it and Mm -hmm. you know i i do but yeah you go through all those but i think we're starting to get to that point but i just want you to know that i've really enjoyed talking with you and getting to know this has been fun all of all of your ins and outs and because wow there was a lot a lot yeah. to talk about yeah and, and i mean from all of your history because i mean man there was from your your early diagnosis to your kids diagnoses to i mean man that's there was so much but i just want to know before we end is there anything that you would like to add I you mean, know honestly i think you know, what you said before, what, like the last time, what I said, was, you said it was profound or whatever about. Yeah. I honestly, I, like, if there's is, anything anyone will remember yes. from this, I think, you know, because that is what set me back so far. You know, don't, I think, you know, if you have a child with a mental illness, you have a child that has a learning disability, you know, don't give them, you know, you, you want to encourage them, but they're, it, it's a tricky thing. It is, it is definitely a tricky thing. It's not something that's like, you know, an either or. You, you, you want to encourage them in whatever they're interested in, mm-hmm. but also, you know, recognizing that there's limitations, you know, and, rec- you know, playing on your strengths and not doing things just for, like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. At age right. 22, I should buy a condo, you know, <laughs> yeah. because my dad said responsible people own houses right okay well can you afford it you know is it a smart decision to make you know if you know don't go and take a job that you know like you're not going to be able to perform you know like set your your goals realistically for your kids you know like exactly um and that's that's the biggest thing i think because that set me back it hurts your self-esteem you know when my dad would tell me like you know, my dad actually literally, I remember, this is a really small thing, but it really sticks out to me. My dad telling me one time, well, you'd be really good at that because you're really good at problem solving. Well, I am, I have no problem solving skills. <laughs> whatsoever. Whatsoever. Like, I am, like, I will look, like, if something, anything, like, in fact, my controller for my Blu-ray player at home, I thought it didn't work, and Aaron's like, pushes the button. It's, it's, it's fine. You know, like, I tried everything, you know, but that, you know, or if any, any, like, there's a thing that happens with people that are bad at problem solving. Right. And I don't mean to jump right back into a whole bunch of shit. No, I'll just that's fine. It. But, like, one thing that happens with people 
that have I, I think it's called circular thinking mm-hmm. where and like so you or Eric like if you guys if you run into a problem let's say like the the toilet breaks right okay you'll look at that and you'll look at it from different angles okay it might be this thing it might not you know mm-hmm. but maybe it could be this thing you'll change your approach right what happens with with someone with a learning disability or like really bad problem solving skills is it's circular you'll you'll keep doing the same thing thinking well, expecting a different result yeah like because, you, you right. can't see other aspects yeah, of it to try to fix it like it's just like i could have it could be something literally i could be locked in a room for eternity <laughs> and and you can get out when the toilet's fixed eric could be out in five minutes you know, I would be literally sitting there 2,000 years from now, like, you <laughs> still, know. Still doing yeah. the same thing over and over again. Yeah, and, and that's wow. something that happens, and, you know, or there's different types of thinking. There's spatial thinking. Right. There's like Yeah, there's a tons of different types. And yeah, like, so, the, like I'm not good at chess, you know. Like, some people are really good at chess. You can see moves ahead. Like, right. if this person does this, you know. It, to, to be able to think in that way, not all everybody can. So that also limits you depending on, you know, if you're good at this totally. or good at that thing. And I think like, you know, just when, if you have a child that is struggling in, you know, with learning disability, figure out where those issues are, you know, is he somebody that, you know, could be a delivery driver or, you know, something like that, or is he going to get lost? Is he not going to be able to yeah. learn, you know, and it's, there's nothing wrong with being a janitor. There's nothing no. wrong with working at Goodwill. There's nothing wrong with being a pizza delivery driver or whatever. It you just do what you can. Yeah. And, and, and the key to it is it is be happy. Yeah. yeah. You know, if that's you can be happy thing, being yes. a janitor, that's great. Yeah. Well, and even if you don't have a kid that has special abilities or any just make sure you're you're toning your abilities or your your thought process to what your kid is is able to do that's it so really just just reassess what you're expecting of your child yeah and don't bullshit them and tell them that they're really yes. good at things that they're not yes right? because then yes. they're not going to take you seriously right when you like tell you them when be, you, you you can go to the moon well you know what yeah. you know how many well, people go to the moon yeah yeah and maybe that the, the closeness you have with your kids maybe that is a huge part of it mm-hmm. because you're just you're real with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what right. I mean? And, right. and like, I, and I don't think a lot of parents, that doesn't, they, they, they try to create this parent facade yes. that they put on with their kids they do. instead of just being who they are. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Right. You have to be genuine with your kids and it doesn't mean that you have to tell them everything that's on your mind. You right. don't like if they're, if they you suck know. at something, you don't say, Hey, you fucking suck at that buddy. Right. But you don't, you just wait and you, you you say when they do something good, you just focus more on that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Definitely. You say, look, you're really good at this. Mm-hmm. And, and you can eventually say, hey, by the way, when you tried that, this wasn't your best thing, but you were way better at this. Mm-hmm. You didn't, and maybe you don't even have to say this wasn't your best thing. Just say, you were better at this than this. You don't yeah. even have to say that you weren't as good at this. Mm-hmm. But just say, this was your stronger thing. Mm-hmm. And when you praise a person for doing something that they're good at like if you if there's something that maybe the kid isn't excited about but then you praise them about doing being able to do that well yeah that's going to get them more excited absolutely. about exactly absolutely you know yeah. so you don't really even have to cut them down for not being yeah. good at this other thing you just have to praise them yep. for the thing they're good at that's exactly and they're right. gonna they're gonna they'll naturally gravitate, gravitate towards it yes. yes that's the word that's that's the key honestly that if i 
this is the key to parenting. And they call it what they call it is, is they call it scaffolding. And it's like, yeah. um, so, you know, you still have to point out where they need to improve. Right. But what you do is you point out, you know, for every one thing that you like say, oh, you need to work, you could work on this mm-hmm. a little more. You, but then you praise them for like four or five things Ooh, that, good. that they are doing good at. Because then that gives them, the, yeah, it's that momentum. So it's like they, they're climbing the ladder, you know, like they're instead of being stuck and like, I can't do this, I'm a piece of shit or whatever, you know. Yeah, and I, I like that because, you know, and, and the thing is, it's like, it's like you're close with your, your kids, but you're still a parent. Too. Yeah. And yeah. I, so, so that's good. So if, you know, if there's listeners out there who, who are like, well, I'm not going to be like a best friend to my kids. You don't need to be a best friend to your kids. There's, there's a boundary there too, guys. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about that. So. Absolutely. So, yeah. Did you have anything else that you wanted to, to no, add, I'm, ask, or? I'm good, man. So I'm real good. Well, guys, in two weeks, we have our finale episode for this season. Can you believe we made it a year already? I hardly can believe, well, or a season, I guess. We made it a season, which really was about a year. So, but if you're looking for more content in the meantime, you can check out our websites. And there's another podcast that you can listen to with these two crazy guys, Hubs and Horror. And they're joined with our previous guest, Gavin. And they they do some some crazy uh, reviews for some pretty bad horror movies. Oh, come so. on. They're not bad. They're, they're downright terrible. Yes, they're downright terrible horror flicks. Not going to argue with that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe give those a listen, too. So in two weeks, we will be back. And with that, I'm Tracy. I'm Eric. Jason. (laughs) (laughs) And that's our show today.